0: Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, Real Estate Records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories, I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode.
1: Hello and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. My name is Tristan Hammett and I am your host for today's episode. Brace yourselves for an extraordinary episode featuring Utah realtor Angel Gutierrez, a top 500 agent with seven years of unmatched experience. He's not your typical agent. Angel specializes in buying, selling, and investing across Utah. Starting his journey right out of Maple Mountain High School, Angel learned the ropes of real estate through his seasoned uncle. After a couple of years of hard work and dedication, he decided to go on his own and since then has successfully sold over 100 properties statewide. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor, Angel's expertise shines through. Don't miss his chance to delve into the remarkable journey and glean valuable insights with Angel.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That was a good intro. Uh, yeah. You did your research. That was awesome. <laughs>
1: yeah. Welcome. I'm so excited to uh, be here with you. Yeah, likewise. I... Came across. I don't even know. I get in like social media holes, and I came across <laughs> your profile, and just it. First of all, it's very um like your profile's attractive. You know, it's thank you. It's it's branded. It looks really nice. Um, so I started scrolling, dug into you more, called you. <laughs> yeah. You answered your phone.
2: Yeah, I was, a lot I of was realtors do <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> um, So you answered your phone, and I just started asking you about your business because I'm. I'm really intrigued by you. Uh, yeah, thank you. So tell us where you're from and how you got into real estate.
2: Sure. So I'm originally from Mexico. I grew up in Mexico City for about uh, nine years. And then my family came over here when I was nine and we moved to Spanish Fork. So I grew up in Spanish Fork and hence I went to Maple Mountain. Okay. Um, I played a little bit of sports, mostly wrestled. Um, and then I just... I got into real estate when I was 19, as I think, when I got my license. Um, and I mostly, I got into it because I really, I really wanted to do real estate investing. That was kind of like my, my dream, my goal. It still is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I quickly realized once I got in the business and I started, you know, doing my research, I needed a lot of money to be able to invest in real estate. And I also needed um, a good network, which I didn't have when I was 19. Um, so my uncle at the time was was doing real estate. He still is, but that's who kind of got my foot in the door. And I may, I mainly decided to get my, my license because I wanted to learn the ins and outs of how the, the business works, how to get mortgages, how to, you know, what's the actual process of buying a house. Cause if I was going to buy a bunch of houses, then I kind of wanted to know how, how, you know, people do it. Yeah. Um. And that's really what, what I, why I started doing it. It definitely isn't what I expected. Um. I think that's what a lot of people tend to find out once they get into the business, but You know, seven years later, I I like it a lot more. I didn't like it at first.
1: Yeah, I remember you Uh, telling me that.
2: Um, I think a lot of people, you know, they think it's a super easy job. Like, hey, you just open houses, turn on some lights, and you have a flexible schedule, and you, you know, you make good money on commissions. But that's absolutely not the case. It's definitely far from that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it does get easier once you are more experienced, you know, you're learning here or there, but um, it's definitely not an easy job.
1: Yeah. You had mentioned to me that the first couple of years, like you, you were grinding, it was yeah. cold calls. Um, can you explain a little bit more about that? Cause I know cold calling isn't easy and it's not everyone's cup of tea.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, it's tough. Cause I mean, you get into it and when I was 19, I, I mean, I barely had savings. I, you know, I barely had my, my life going and, you know, getting into it, you're really working for free. You know, you're you're doing the cold calls, you're showing homes, but you don't get paid till you actually close a house. Yeah. And that's tough. And, um, you know, it took me, I want to say a couple months, I don't remember the exact time, but to close an actual house. So I, you know, I was working, you know, in the morning, doing my cold calls, doing what I needed to do for lead generation. But I also had a part-time job at the time, um, just to kind of to stay afloat. Cause I was, I moved out at the time. And so I was living on my own. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I mean, I focused on lead generation, you know, it's, what it's I think it's the most important thing about the business. It's it's like, you know, it's what's the most important thing for your body, food and water, right? Mm-hmm. Um and I think you know between the two, water is more important. So in real estate or sales, uh, you know, sales is like water. It's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um so I have focused on, hey, I need to learn how to sell. I need to basically learn how to communicate with people and um, you know, talking on the phone really helped. I was also, you know, obsessed with sales I was reading books I was you know doing courses trying to do anything I could to get better um and it was just really that obsession with hey I need to get better so I can make this work um you're a self-driver
1: yeah I also I
2: also was getting married at the time I think two years in so I was like hey I really got to get it figured out um and that I think was was really my motivation to to get it done
1: okay I am like just so impressed because um We don't have to talk about how old you are, but you're a younger guy, and obviously, like, out of high school, you got licensed and everything, and to be top 500 agent, you have to close a certain volume and a lot of agents, that's their goal right. every year. And they've been in it for a while and still have not been able to obtain it, you know. So I want to talk about your your lead generation because I agree. You should always be build, business building and lead generation because once that stops, then your business is stopping. Exactly. So what were your – what was your lead generation? What did that look like? Where were you getting leads from? Where were you looking?
2: Um, so, you know – Mainly, I was cold calling. and then, at the time, I had joined a team actually here in this building, and so that's kind of how I started. Um, but the team model is just you know once you learn the ins and out, it's not very fun. Like it's not a at least for me, you know you're sharing your commission, you're you're you know, you're paying the split to the brokerage. Um, so at the end of the day, you're really not keeping that much, plus you gotta you know set aside money for taxes and all that fun stuff. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's tough, but that's kind of what I figured, Hey, I, that way I can get more experience. I can talk to more people. Um, and it's a small sacrifice now, but it's, it's worth the sacrifice and it's going to be, you know, better in the long run and ended up, ended up working out. Yeah. Cause I know a lot of people, you know, they get into the business and, you know, maybe they're like, Hey, I don't want to do the team thing because I don't want to give up my, my commission. But, um, like I said, it's a small sacrifice to be able to get more experience and Oh, the, the accountability,
1: that, the exactly. experience, the conversations you're having among other agents. Uh, you can ask questions mm-hmm. or right there. You know, I think it's I think it's a great way to start real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a little bit of sacrifice splitting your commissions. But in the end, you're, you're on your own and you're doing awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, so I I know you don't have an office space. Um, where do you go to like get work done. Do you have a home, an office?
2: Yeah. So I, you know, I have an office at home. I do some work there. And then uh, since I work really closely with my lender, um, he has a big office in South Jordan. And I, you know, if I'm not there, I'm usually at their office because then I can, you know, know exactly what's going on with the loans that's, you know, that we're doing. And anything that comes up, any issue, I'm right there and I can get it fixed a lot quicker versus, hey, I'm just, you know, at the, at my office or somewhere else. And I don't know what's going on. So that lets me kind of stay in touch with everything. Okay. Um, and I think that lets me do a lot more volume because I can, you know, I just know exactly what's going on instead of having to follow up every day with like, hey, what's going on with this file or this yeah. other one? Um, and sometimes I've, you know, I know people forget and then you're kind of behind a couple of days that and that kind of kills your business at the end of the day.
1: Wow. Okay, that's very smart. Very smart. What are some of the top things you think have contributed to your growth
2: um i would say one focusing on sales um that's huge because you know communicating with people is huge you got to learn how to do that i think that's number one um and number two is marketing i think a lot of people forget that like you said uh, you found me on social media and i think that's a huge thing people are um are kind of losing out on right now i mean everyone's on social media everyone and their mom is on facebook instagram um and, you know, people are often afraid to kind of get into it because they're afraid of what people might think or or I don't have a lot of followers, so it's kind of look kind of silly. But um, when I was making cold calls, you know, it would take me a couple hours to call 200 people. Jeez. And a lot of those people don't even answer. You're maybe talking to, you know, 20 people, you know, good conversations. But with social media, it takes a little bit more work. But if you're pumping out, you know, videos, content, and you're getting 300, 400 views and that's relatively low. Yeah, I know people want like thousands and millions, but once you start, it's it's relatively low. But if you really think about it, if I were to, you know, do a presentation in front of 400 people every day, that's pretty awesome. That's kind of how I think about it. You're touching 400, 500, 600 people every day, and if you're doing that consistently, then you're staying top of mind. Um, and they might not watch everything you do, or but subconsciously they're looking at you every day yeah and so when the time comes or they have any questions you're right there
1: yeah you're in the forefront Mm -hmm. okay and I I do want to talk about this a little bit more because um I was at this meeting the other day and he had pointed out he's like if you guys were in a room full of 500 people right now I mean this is a room full of realtors um and you were talking about real estate do you think you would have one to two people in that room that you could get business from everyone's like yeah like social media is that, is that yeah. but like you can double that, triple that, quadruple that, mm-hmm. you know, so why not spend your time on there? And I want to talk about that because, um, I asked you about your social media and you have somebody that helps you out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah? And do you find that that help has freed up some of your time to where you can be doing money-making activities?
2: Definitely. So I th- absolutely, I think at the beginning, um, if you're just starting out, I think it's unless you have the, you know, the funds to, to do it. But at the beginning, it's great to do it yourself. You learn the ins and outs of, hey, this is kind of how it this this works, this doesn't work. This is how you do it. Um, versus if you just hire someone out, you really have no knowledge of what works, what doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna trust them, but I think it's better to to kind of get feel feel what really works, feel the, um, you know, what clicks and what doesn't. Um, but now I do just because that frees up. like you said, it frees up my time, lets me focus on something that actually makes you money that makes money too but it's you know it's a it, it makes money in the long run mm-hmm. it's not right off the bat it might take a couple of years for you really to get traction on there because one it's it's slow and now there's a lot more people doing it um you know when I started a few years ago you really didn't see much you know real estate realtors in the state or lenders now I see a whole lot um, so one, you have more competition, it's going to take longer, but it's, it's just being consistent and doing it every day. That's what really matters.
1: Yeah. It's the consistency yeah. part for sure. And uh, your videos are very informative. Yeah. You do a lot do. of informative videos. Like, like it looks like you're teaching, yeah. you know, like on a whiteboard, yeah. which is genius. Mm-hmm. I mean, people need to you Can talk about it all day long, but when they're visually seeing that and you're teaching it like.
2: Yeah, no, I think it helps a lot because it gives you credibility. So when, you know, you meet someone for the first time, you don't really have to sell them to trust you or sell them that, hey, I know what I'm doing. They already know you know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's important because I think a lot of people when they first get on social media, it's great to start, but they do a lot of the generic things that everyone's doing, like they'll post a picture of a home that's for sale, or, hey, I just closed this house, and it's a picture with their clients. But like, you know, you're not really helping people that way. What do people want to see? They get on social media to be entertained. They don't want to see, oh, he just closed the house. They don't really care. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, give value, tons and tons of value, and then you can eventually ask for value back or sales, if that makes sense. So I think that's really important. And just think of, hey, what do people want to see? They want to be entertained. They don't want to be necessarily sold. Yeah. Um, So I think that's kind of how you have to look at it. But it's, I mean, it's a Tricky thing; it's not easy to figure out. I haven't figured it out fully. I'm still learning, Um, but it's it's better to start than not to start.
1: Absolutely, just get it, get it up there, and you can perfect it as you go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, seriously.
1: Yeah. So, what are you? um, So now that you've been in the business quite a while, are you having? do you get referrals from clients how do you get your leads now
2: yeah so now i don't do as much cold calling i still call uh, but i'm mostly talking to past clients now and now i mainly work off referrals okay um which is probably the best business you can have because one it's they're a lot easier to acquire it costs less money um and they're just easier to work with so now i'm mainly focused on referrals and you know keeping in touch with my with my past clients um, and I still get, you know, new clients here and there, but that's kind of where I really focus on.
1: Okay. is getting the referrals mm-hmm. and how is this phone calls? Do you do events? Um, what kind of conversations are you having when you're reaching out to your SOI?
2: Yeah. So I'll do a lot of phone, a lot of phone calls, text, text is super easy. Or, um, what I started recently doing is I'll, you know, personally go to their house and drop off a present. Whatever it is, something I know they might like. Love it. Um, just so that they can see me in person. They know I'm not forgetting about them. And um, that's worked really great for me.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um what conversations are you having with your your buyers right now?
2: Right now. Uh it's kind of tough because I mean the market's in a tricky, a tricky place. You know, rates are high inventory is still low and prices are still relatively high. They've come down a little bit, but they're still, you know, for the average buyer, it's still pretty high. Um, I tell them, hey, you know what? If you have a plan, a game plan of how you can, if you can buy now, then it's much better to buy now because if rates do drop, which I think they are this year, um, you know, we're going to see a lot of competition. Prices will go up again, and it's not going to be as easy to get a house right now. You can get a pretty good deal. Mm. Um, So if you can buy, do it. Don't sit on the sidelines. It's not, you know, whoever tries to time the market never wins. Um, so I tell them, hey, you know, talk to a lender, get a game plan because it's obviously I don't want to put you in a situation where you can't pay your house. But if you can and you have a plan, whether it's, uh, you know, they're buying a home and renting out the basement or, you know, renting out rooms to offset their their mortgage. If you can do something like that, then it's, you know, do it. You know, I'm not going to force them to do it, but that's that's kind of what I tell them. And it's it's worked out for me.
1: Okay. Awesome. And then what are you telling your, uh, your listings? Your so
2: listings, um, honestly, you know, just to be honest, I don't do a lot of listings. Those, you know, those over a hundred homes, probably 90% of those are buyers. Wow. Um, I would say even 95%, but listings, I, I kind of just tell them the same thing right now. We're in more of a, I would say buyer's market just cause you know, buyers really have the power right now. So, Hey, if you really want to sell your home, make sure you do it right. You know, spend the money on, on repairs, anything I you know tell you to do. If you don't great, I'm not going to force you to do it, but um, you know, we, that might affect our outcome at the end of the day. Um, but it's still a great time to sell or buy. I think, you know, closings are going to happen every day for the rest of our lives. And it's just a matter of who gets the business.
1: Yeah. I'm interested to know why, why do you think 95% of your business is buyers
2: yeah that's funny i I had a lot of people ask me that so when i started and i kind of you know my uncle got me into it he mostly did buyers and that's what i learned i learned kind of the buyer side and that's what i got really good at Mm -hmm. um so i still do listings but when i do get listings it's mostly from my my past clients okay um i don't really go out and look for listings Um, honestly, I probably should just cause it's a lot easier once you are more of a listing agent, but that's kind of what I got really good at was the buyer side. And I just stuck with that.
1: I think it's exciting too. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something about buying a new home, whether it's your first home or you need to upgrade because now your family's growing or, or this is your dream home now, you know, like, so there's always from, for what, from what I've noticed or, could always be a, a really fun reason to be buying a house.
2: Yeah, I think it's more exciting. People are more excited. Um I think there's a little bit more risk involved as an agent, but it's, you know, once you, you know, they get their home, it's it's super exciting to see them do it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I want to talk about something. I've I know a lot of real estate agents <laughs> and they are of all um ages, but my younger ones um I've heard from them as like a belief that they have is that they want more confidence Mm -hmm. when speaking to their clients because they don't want to be viewed as like this young agent and they want to have, be more confident in their conversations. And I've noticed this with you. You, you seem to be very knowledgeable of everything you're talking about and um, you're very confident. So how do you think is that just you or no, is I mean, this experience is this
2: yeah I that's a good a great question um I think that comes with with experience you know most of all but um because when I started I was you know I was I always thought I was a confident person but once I really started doing the real estate stuff I was not confident you know I would you know meet strangers and I really didn't know what to say or I would show homes and I would I wouldn't guide the conversation or even know what to say again. Like I kind of just stood there and was like, Hey, yeah, this is the house, you know, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, through repetition you get better. Yes. And I also, I, you know, I, I was aware of that. You have to be pretty self-aware. So I was aware, Hey, you know what? I need to be more confident because how are people going to trust me if I'm not confident in what I'm doing? Like, right. It's a no brainer. Um, so I, I mean, I focused on learning again, anything I could about real estate classes, books, um, What was i really lacking in? you have to be pretty you know honest with yourself like hey i'm not good at this like Mm -hmm. how do i get better um so i you know i kind of i would write down hey i need to get better at this at this and this and how i'm gonna do it um and then i would just implement that every day you know verse if is it you know talking to lenders and really figuring out you know what the process is like or what am i get what am i getting stuck on is it explaining contracts and if it was i would find someone who was just a lot better than me at that stuff and i would just I was like a sponge. I was just absorbing knowledge yeah. and everything else just comes through practice. But I think that's extremely important. You definitely have to be confident in what you're saying and what you're doing because the clients feel that. It's the, mm-hmm. the energy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and once they feel that, hey, this guy knows what he's doing. I don't care if he's 26. Um, he knows what he's doing and I'm going to trust him. And it's, it, you know, I think that's just a a perception people have. Like, hey, I'm young. I don't know anything, but trust me, like people don't care about that. You know, if you know what you're doing and you know what you're talking about, they will trust you. And, you know, they'll send you a bunch of referrals.
1: Yeah. Wow. What does, um, speaking about like the learning, what is your favorite? Well, are you listening to podcasts? Like now, what books are you reading? Do you go to classes at the board? What, Mm -hmm. how are you getting your education?
2: Um right now, um I don't do that many classes anymore. I do like the required CE classes that you have to do, but honestly, truth be told, I find those to be mostly useless. Um I think most of those are just kind of knowledge you most people already know. And I think a lot of people go there, "Hey, this this might be the key and I'm going to, you know, grow my business with this." But it really isn't. Like to grow your business, you got to do lead generation. You got to get good at the sales and marketing. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Um it's not about I would focus on that way before I focused on the other stuff, like, you know, the little ins and outs. But right now, what I mostly do is I'll listen to podcasts. um, I'll still read real estate books here and there. But now I'm more focused on on, reading on, you know, investing books, you know, multifamily stuff. Um, And what I'm really focusing on, it's what I'm super excited about, is like creative financing. Okay. Um, And it's something we're seeing a lot more now, you know, seller financing, buying properties, you know, subject to, I don't know if you've ever heard about that, but. It's just more popular now with higher rates, and um, it makes home buying a lot more accessible to literally everyone. Okay. Because, um, you know, we're taking the mortgage, the bank, out of the equation, and, you know, now you're just dealing with the buyer and seller. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that used to be done a whole lot more, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, but now we're seeing it a lot more because people don't want to really buy a home with the higher rates. Um, and if you can find a home with, you know, a 4%, 3% rate, you might have to put some more money down, but, you know, for a lot of buyers, it's well worth it. Um, that's what I'm really focusing on and learning about is is creative financing. That's what I'm – it's, it's kind of like my passion right now.
1: Okay. Yeah, we did – we conducted a case study, and that was mm-hmm. actually one of the things – like what agents want more education on is creative, out-of-the-box financing yeah. and seller financing. So, yeah, that's right in line, and you're on top of it.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that's where it's moving, and – Again, you gotta stay on top of it and, and learn because you're gonna be you're gonna be left on the boat if you're if you're not yeah. learning about it.
1: Okay. And then so investing, I know we touched on it a little bit earlier and like that was a dream of yours to get into real estate. And when you talked to me, I remember you said the word like um mogul. Yeah. Like you wanted to be, <laughs> I wanted to be a real estate yeah, mogul. Yeah. yeah. And um so how has the investing gone with you personally since?
2: It's going good. And uh, now I have three properties. Um, you know, I, I want to have a lot more, but I am i don't want to leverage myself too much. That's kind of my biggest thing. It's like, I don't want to lose what I have. Um, so I'm really, you know, cautious on how I do it. But my goal is just to buy one or two properties every year now. Bam. Um, and eventually use, you know, once I have 10, 20 properties, roll those over into multifamily and buy uh, apartments. Oh, okay. That's
1: what okay. I really want to do. That's like long-term goal. That's my long-term goal. Okay. Yeah. So... Your properties, the three that you have now, I'm guessing one is personal, mm-hmm. and then two are, are they short-term, long-term? They're long-term rentals. Long-term? Mm-hmm. Do you find that that, or do you want to do short-term or no?
2: I do, but um, I mainly stick with long-term because it's what I know okay. right now, but I do want to do short-term. I, you know, I'm really interested in some, but I don't, I'm not confident enough in, in, you know, how it all works to be able to, you know, step my foot or put like my foot lot, in there. Seems like a lot more work it does and, and it i think it requires over. yes and it's a little bit more money you got to furnish the home if you know if you're going to airbnb it um, it location and typically those places you know specifically around here they're more expensive so if i were to airbnb a house it's going to be you know park city heber mm-hmm. st george but typically properties there even if it's a condo it's more expensive yeah. um so a lot more risk i don't know as much about it but i you know i, I do want to get into it
1: yeah i mean i think it's an awesome concept. I love staying at Airbnbs. Me too. <laughs> uh, it's, got, it's a genius concept, yeah. you know. Um, and the commercials they have out for it just makes sense. But, um, I think long term, it just seems like okay, get a good renter, and um, you know, actually, let's talk about that. How mm-hmm. do you find your renters?
2: Uh, so pretty simple. I mostly just list the homes on like KSL or Facebook. Okay. I think Facebook Marketplace is a great place to find. Okay. To find renters, but. The hard part is find, finding good renters. That's the yeah. hard part.
1: Yeah. Like, how do you vet them?
2: Um, it, Mostly just credit checks. You know, I check their income. Um, I feel like I have a pretty good, I like, feel on reading people. Okay. So I've had some bad renters, but for the most part, I've had really good renters okay. on the two properties I have.
1: Awesome. My grandpa owns some properties, and um, he would that them by those things as well but he would also look at their cars yeah
2: like like that look at their car is it clean yeah is it it clean because he's like
1: if they're taking care of their car they're going to take care of the home and i think that has a lot to do my car's a little messy my house is a little messy (laughs) (laughs) you know so i
2: I, I try to be forgiving because i'm like hey my car is not perfect or my house is it it super perfect so but as long as it's not a you know a complete mess then i'm like hey hey, they're probably okay
1: right okay That that's That's so funny funny. yeah (laughs) and um I want to talk about, so this dream of the multifamily, do you think it'll start smaller and go bigger, like a duplex and then a fourplex? Or do you think, like, once you get a couple more, you'll use the equity to
2: to roll it into a bigger yeah. one? I Honestly, I want to go big. I think going bigger is better.
1: Okay. Um, and locally?
2: I do want to do locally. Okay. You know, I eventually do want to branch out of state, but I'm, I'm just unfamiliar with that. I really yeah. want to buy homes in other states like tennessee and florida because they're a lot cheaper okay yeah Um, and i think you can make a little bit more money but i know the utah market i you know i know like my niche Mm -hmm. so i kind of stay in there um but the main goal is once i don't have to leverage myself as much and you know put more of my my stuff at risk then i'm gonna you know take a little bit more of a risk and buy out of state or buy a you know multifamily out of state because i think it's Um, it's the way to go. I mean, yeah, a lot of people are doing it more successful than I am, and I just want to follow in their footsteps.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love it. How do you keep such a positive mindset? You're very I Uh, don't know, you have a great attitude, like a very like warm presence about (laughs) you. you. And um,
2: I don't know. I I've just I don't know if I've always been like that. I I know positivity is, is huge and especially in sales. So I try to stay positive. I try to be, you know, I try to write down what I'm grateful for every day, okay. whether it's, you know, my dogs, my wife, my my health, my family. Um, I think that really helps because I think everyone has good and bad days. I have bad days, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's just staying positive. You know, there's still some days where I'm like, oh man, what am I doing? It's like, is this even going to work out? But it's just it's staying positive and that energy, like kind of what we were talking about earlier, that energy is really contagious. Mm-hmm. So I think when, when you can exude good energy, people like that. Mm-hmm. And because I think a lot of people in a lot of this world right now is negative. Um, so I think being a positive source of energy really makes you stand
1: out and it's, it's attractive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll definitely just attract the people that you want to work with mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we talked about lead generation and education and investing. What would you tell actually a first time investor, like want, somebody wanting to get into investing, but they might be on the fence about it?
2: Um, I would say do it. Just if obviously you know learn more. It's if you're scared about it, it's because you don't know things. Mm. So if you're nervous about whatever it is. You know, read up on it. Look at YouTube. I love YouTube. YouTube is like, before I go anywhere else, I go to YouTube because it's free. And I'm a visual learner. learner and there's just so more, so much knowledge out there, especially mm-hmm. there. Um, but look at what other people are doing. You know, what, whatever fear you have, address it and learn about it because you're scared because you don't know things. Okay. Um, and that's kind of goes back to that confidence thing we were talking about. If you're not confident, it's because you don't know things. Mm-hmm. If you know it, then you're confident about it and you're not really afraid to take the risk or, or do it. Yeah. Um, so I always just try to educate them, um, because a lot of the times they, I think everyone wants to invest, but it's just scary. It's a scary thing. Um, so I educate them, you know, I sit them down, Hey, this is kind of like what I would do if I were in your situation. You don't have to do it. Here are other options. Um, and if they still have questions then we just work on it. I'll, you know, I'll send them YouTube videos. I'll send them resources that might be helpful. Um, and eventually, once they kind of get around to that, then they're ready to go, and there's really not that fear anymore.
1: Okay. Um, that's great advice. Thank you. And your, you mentioned YouTube, and then I got me thinking, are you on YouTube?
2: <laughs> I'm a little bit. Not really. I mostly focus on, like, the short-term content, like Instagram and, okay. like, Reels or TikTok.
1: That was going to be my next um, question. What other platforms are you on?
2: But I, I do want to be on YouTube. I just don't think I've I've really – hit it on the spot what I wanna do. Okay. You know, I would love to do something like this, like a podcast, because that's more long form content and I think that'd be a lot better for YouTube. but um I just haven't done it.
1: Yeah, it it is um uh, when I was moving to Utah, I had never been here before and that's where I went. Oh, I really? I was raised in Arizona, it's desert and to be somewhere where it snows and there's fall was very attractive um it attracted me. And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I wanna see this. So I would go out to YouTube and I'd say moving to Utah oh. or I'd put like Utah Drive and I would watch videos so I think being on YouTube is a great place to go and mm-hmm. to have long-term um sorry long oh my god <laughs> long view footage <laughs> yeah you know um and then also you can clip them up and exactly. put them on your other mm-hmm. platform so I think that's the
2: best thing because I mean then you can be on every platform yeah so it's I mean and the videos I think what a lot of people forget is Not only are the videos there when you post them, but they're there perpetually. Like, they're there forever. If someone is stalking you, like I know a lot of people do, like they're always there. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of the stuff, you know, like if you're talking to people one-on-one, that connection might fade. But that connection you have on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube is literally there forever.
1: Yeah this is going to go on YouTube. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And, um, what is some advice that you would give to new agents?
2: Um, definitely just talk to other agents who are doing it, you know, talk to agents who are successful because that's, that's really where you're going to get, um, you know, how the business works or what you're supposed to do. Um, don't listen to, you know, not to be rude, but don't listen to your your aunt or your mom who's, you know, a real estate part-time because not that she doesn't know how to do it, but she's not really in the trenches. Like she doesn't really know what's going on day in and day out. So talk to people who are doing it day in and day out. It's their life. Um, just to see if that's really what you want to do, because I know a lot of people get into the business and they just end up not liking it and they end up falling out. I think I saw an interesting stat where I think there's like t- almost 20,000 realtors in the salt, like in, sol- in, in Utah, And close to 50% of them have only sold like one house this last year. And that's scary. Like, why are you even in the business if like, if that's all you're doing? Um, Not anything bad on them, because I know it's hard, but it's not easy is what I'm trying to say. And so if you're really thinking about, you know, hopping into this, then talk to people who are doing it day in and day out. And one, I would say, learn as much as you can about marketing and sales, because that's really the driver of this business. It's there's nothing else. Besides that, if you can figure out those two things, you'll be okay.
1: Yeah, I love that. Oh, are there specific regions or types of properties that you enjoy more?
2: Um, you know what? I love working. Um, I mostly work with Hispanic people. I okay. speak Spanish, so that's kind of like my niche. Um, I would say close to 90% of my clients are Spanish speaking. Okay. Um, so I love being out in like the west side, like West Valley, Kearns, Magna, Salt Lake, um, I think that's just where I find a lot of my clients and they're all just people I enjoy working with.
1: Okay. Awesome. And, um, when I think it's so important to niche down and do you feel like when you put your energy into, um, the Spanish community, like that's what really,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, that, that really helped me a lot. I think when I first started, um, I was just trying to, you know, talk to whoever and everyone, but then I realized, Hey, you know what? I'm I'm a young guy. I have a, a good grasp on technology and, and people, I would say. And I thought at the time, you know, five, six years ago, the Spanish market was really underserved. There's, there was people it, who, you know, it is. Yeah, uh, they were helping them. But it's such a huge population here in Utah and it's growing. Um, and guess what? They, they want to buy a house, too. That's like a lot of them. That's their literally their dream. Yeah. Um, so if you can help them out, educate them, um, and again, you're someone who's confident and knowledgeable, then that's really, uh, that's going to be super helpful. And that, when I realized that I really focused on that, that was my niche. And I, after that, it kind of just clicked for me.
1: Yeah. You're, you're ahead of the game here because, um, have you, are you a part of Nara?
2: Um, no, but I, I know. Okay. That is, yeah.
1: So they, um, came out with a statistic about Gen Zers, mm-hmm. and the, it, that demographic is growing exponentially and the Gen Zers, which is about probably your mm-hmm. age, is they are the ones buying homes yes. right now mm-hmm. and they're helping out their families mm-hmm. They were able to buy exactly. homes. So I, you're you're right on it. You're yeah. a smart guy. Yeah, thank you. I <laughs> <laughs> You're a smart guy. Okay. So um, what are, we've talked about like your long-term investing goals. What are some of your business goals? That you have in the next few years
2: um one is i would like to grow my my own business i'm kind of at a point where i really can't do more than what i'm doing now on my own okay um so what i really want to do is hire someone who can help me out you know with showing homes kind of do everything instead of me having multiple people do it all like or do different things sorry is maybe one or two people who can help me with you know my video content uh showing homes or you know talking to clients contacting past clients The hard part with that, at least for me, is I, since I work with a lot of Spanish people, I have to find someone who um, speaks Spanish and is also a real estate agent. Because that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a plus. They don't have to be a real estate agent. But um, that's really tough. You know, I I have people who I've met who are like, hey, man, you would be a great fit, but you just don't speak Spanish. And I can't, like, that's a requirement for me at this point. Like, I only almost work with Spanish people. You want to be
1: able to serve, serve them at the highest level.
2: Yeah, so that's kind of a like a bump i'm going through right now just because i'm trying to find good people but um i'm sure i'm well i think um i I believe in god i think god is the best planner and i think i'll just i think it'll happen
1: yeah it'll definitely happen for you um so grow your team a little bit Mm -hmm. um get some a little bit of extra help like do you have a tc
2: i do i have someone i use online okay um but i want someone who i can kind of see personally so i can I just I like that better I like the connection I you know face to face with people a lot better um and the the TC I have it kind of works with multiple multiple realtors and I want one that specifically works for me oh okay um so that's kind of where I'm at I really just want to try to grow my own business there so I can you know do a lot more volume um maybe I thought about even maybe starting a team but I didn't like teams when I was doing them so I really don't know if I want to do that
1: like if you want to lead one yeah yeah Yeah, I could see that if you didn't enjoy being on it. Yeah,
2: like I think it's a good model, but it's just not something I enjoyed and I don't want to – I don't want to do that to other people. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I can see like the benefits of having it for sure. Um, There's like a sweet spot like with number-wise – but I also feel like if you don't have a, a great model the agents want to stay on your team like you're constantly recruiting. Exactly. And I feel like that is like another job. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It, like, exactly.
2: And that's something whew. that's not for me and I think like you said I think you have to great model a good model so where people want to stay but it's so hard to have a good model like that because once you grow a team there's a lot more expenses involved. Mm-hmm. Um and if you want them to stay I mean I hate to say it but you know they got into the business because I'm I'm guessing they want to make more money. Um, but if there's more expenses, you can't really give them all the money they want. Yeah. Um, so I think it's not a win-win. I think it's great to learn, but I think, um, you know, you have to, if you're starting a team, you have to come in with the expectation of, Hey, this person isn't going to stay here forever. Like it's just a stepping stone for them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great advice. Okay. Um, is there anything that you would like to share that we didn't cover today that you feel would be valuable?
2: Um, I don't think so. I mean, you asked some really good questions. I think we kind of hit it all. Um, I think if, you know, if there's any real estate agents watching, I think a huge thing is going to be creative financing. Um, so I would say, you know, learn as much as you can about that because that, I mean, you have a, you have more, more buyers if you, if you learn how to do that. Um, and it's just, I think that's really where the market's headed right now So okay. I don't think prices are going anywhere. Rates might come down a little bit, but they're not going back to 3%. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much. And where can people follow you?
2: Uh, yeah. So I'm mostly on Instagram. You guys can follow me at UT Homes Online, just kind of like Utah Homes Online. Um, that's where I post all my real estate content. Um, if you guys want to see my personal stuff, you can just look me up on Instagram by my name. Um, and that's fun too, but I'm mostly on the real estate stuff.
1: Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you should go look at it because he he has great information on yeah, there and um, the way that it's branded is very nice. So Uh, Thank you for joining us today.
2: Yeah, appreciate it.
1: Bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate, failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.